Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of ODYR Radio. It is Adam Farkas along with... Paul Farkas here. And, Paul, we've, we've spoken a lot in the past about ocular surface disease, um, something that you probably dealt with a bit back when you oh, were in practice. Oh, yeah, in the old days, sure. Back in the old days, but what's great... I, I caused it. Yeah, you actually <laughs> were the cause of a lot of surface disease, weren't you? Well, these days, actually, we're, we're very fortunate to be alive because we are in a, a golden age of treatments for surface disease. Uh, you know, people are doing things now that I don't think you could have imagined back when you were in practice yeah, with the different absolutely. kinds of products that are out there. So today we're actually going to talk about biological or biologic therapies. And do you know what that term means? No. <laughs> we'll soon find out. Okay. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to we talk to an actual expert about this topic. And what we're also going to do is focus down on one particular uh, biologic therapy, a product that is, and I quote, a cryopreserved amniotic membrane that provides quality healing and produces clinical efficacy also known as Procara. Wow. <laughs> That's a mouthful. I yep. hope we can understand this it, it by the mouthful, end of the but, program. But by, by the time this is all over, I guarantee you, you're all going to know what the product is, how it works, and why it's so different uh, from, from treatments that you might have seen in the past. So said expert that we have with us today um, is uh, Dr. Nicholas, Nick, shall I say, uh, Colatrella from Sartell, Minnesota. And uh, uh, Nick has been in private practice in Sartell, um, he's also uh, graduated from an ocular disease residency at the VA and went on to get board certified in medical optometry. Very importantly, he's the past chair of the disease section at the academy. So you know that he knows what he's doing. Absolutely. Uh, more so than we do. Um, and so we're really fortunate to have uh, him here today to talk to us all about these biologic therapies. So Nick, thanks so much for being here today. Great. No, it's, uh, it's certainly my honor. And I've been really impressed with you guys at OD Wired. You seem to have created a wonderful forum to reach a lot of uh, optometrists to share these ideas and best practices. So very well done, and congratulations to you guys. And uh, thank you both for the honor and privilege to speak today. So well, it's a, we're certainly just, a privilege. Well, we're just happy to have guys like you show up, because otherwise, I don't know what we would talk about. We'd, we'd be in big trouble. We'd be able to talk to one another, and then we're in real trouble. Yeah, then we're in real trouble. <laughs> well, it's so, my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we just start uh, at, at the ground level? So, so what are biologic therapies? Wait, well, wait, before, yeah. we, before we do that, Ed, many people don't know Dr. Colatrera. How, how about, oh. uh, Nick, would you just describe a little bit about where you are and how you practice? Sure, sure, yeah. You know, I'm, uh, I'm located right in the heart of central Minnesota. Sartell is a small community, about 15,000 um, uh, people in the area. And I'm in private practice, so I'm in the trenches, uh, just like most of the ODs kind of listening, and, and I practice with my wife and three other associates. And our practice is about 10 years old now, uh, so we're, we're really blessed to kind of be where we are, and uh, I'm really excited um, to, to be in private practice. Still. Oh, wow, central Minnesota. You know, you ought to be able to have a subspecialty in frozen corneas. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about cryopreserved. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, so, so getting back to it, Paul, what, what do you, so, so Nick, what do you think biologic therapies, can you give us sort of a base definition for folks who might not be familiar? Yeah, you know, it's a relatively new concept, this biologic therapies in disease management. I mean, biologic therapy uses drugs that copy the effects of substances naturally made by your body's immune system. So essentially they're a type of treatment that are from living organisms, uh, i.e. the amniotic membrane. Um, and they naturally occur in the body, or they can be made in the laboratory, and they've been used to treat uh, and help suppress immune system uh, problems, fight cancer, inflammation, infection, and other diseases. You mentioned a amniotic membrane. 
Uh, what is this amniotic membrane tissue that, that you just you're just you know, that's a great question. I lecture around the, the country talking about these, and then that's kind of where I start, because not only what is it, but why do we use it? And the amniotic membrane uh, tissue is really that innermost layer of the placenta that surrounds the baby during pregnancy and embryonic development. And its main function is to protect the fetus um, from injury through anti-inflammatory, anti-scarring, and utilizing anti-angiogenic properties. Okay, well, I've learned something. Yeah. So, so I guess I guess the question is, so what sort of motivated you to start to start using these kinds of therapies in your practice over the more conventional therapies, you know, like steroids that that we're all familiar with and know how to use? You know, a good um, a good friend of mine and co lecturer, uh, Dr. Uh, Jeff Baronelli, we we typically lecture on. Uh, chemical injuries to the cornea. And we came across the Procara at that point because the Procara is um, suited very well to treat patients with um, alkali injuries to the cornea. And so we took, started using it for those patients, but then we really needed and were looking for a solution for patients that had other conditions, such as recurrent corneal erosion syndrome and dry eye. Other therapies were failing, and we were looking for something that could help our patients and give them relief, and that's where the uh, Procara really fit into that treatment modality. Now, now Procara is just a, a brand name of one type of biologic therapy. There are other ones out there as well, correct? Absolutely. The, uh, the BioTissue has a company in the brand Procara, and they have all the cryopreserved lines. They have the Procara Classic, the Slim, and the Procara Plus. I've used all those. And then you have your uh, entire line of dehydrated tissues, uh, the BioD Optics, the AmbioDisc, and I've had the uh, pleasure of using those as well. Right. Now, we know that, that most of the folks out in, in OD Wireland, you know, it's a big audience of about 20,000 docs. Many have not actually ever used biologic therapy before. So why don't we sort of start from the beginning? And why don't we focus down first on Procara? And you can just tell folks, you know, maybe just what it is and, and how it might work. Sure, sure. And uh, when I kind of do the lectures, that's what I do. I kind of poll the audience at first how many have used those. And I say it's traditionally about, you know, 5 to 10% of hands that go up. So it's not surprising uh, that some haven't used it. And that's what we're here to kind of talk about this. The, the Procara, though, it's that biologic corneal bandage, and it's composed of the amniotic membrane tissue that we were talking about. And it's preserved using biotissues cryotech method, and it's, uh, it's a frozen method. And that kind of differentiates it from the other tissues because it ensures that the tissue retains its full biologic and healing activity by using this method. It has natural therapeutic actions to help damage surface of the eye, heal quicker and better with less pain and scarring, and it leaves improved clinical outcomes. So, so how do they get this? How do you get the, uh, the Procure? How is it procured? You know, that's uh, once I talk to patients about that and I go through, okay, we're going to use this amniotic membrane on your eye and we're going to treat this uh, uh, condition, that's, then the light bulb goes off and they're like, well, how do you get it and where is it from? And I say, well, it, it's from where you think it's from. You know, it's from placental tissue. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but the good news, it's a retrieved from donor mothers after only elective cesarean section. So it's not through vaginal, it's always uh, cesarean, under full informed consent. Uh, the donor mothers are also screened at delivery for infectious, malignant, neurological diseases. They also undergo a physical exam, um, and the donors are tested for CLIA certified um, independent laboratories using FDA licensed kits. So it's all very scientific, and, um, you know, we, we test it to make sure it's uh, appropriate to put on each person's eye. Right. So, so 
how do you actually get it? What does it look like when you bring it into your office? Is it does it come frozen? Does it is it in a big vial? How does what does it actually look like? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, it's applied in this dual pouch system, and it's frozen, so it has this little freezer kit, and it comes in this kind of big box, and it's shipped in this insulated container. And right on the front of the package, it says. This package contains donated human tissue for transplantation. So if you want to get a rise out of your front desk people, uh, don't tell them that box is coming in so they can have a surprise uh, <laughs> when they get it. How about the patients? <laughs> the patients don't see that, but uh, yeah, the, the staff definitely gets uh, a little bit taken back. And then once you open up, you know, that's when you see it's composed of the, uh, the amniotic membrane and it's, it's essentially a large diameter contact lens that's sitting on this thermal plastic ring set. In fact, that Procare Slim has a diameter of about 21.6 millimeter, kind of like these very large diameter scleral lenses that a lot of people are fitting today. Right. And so when you get it, how long can you store it before it uh, gets back to room temperature? <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, it'll store uh, for a year in your freezer, kind of doing that. So we usually tell uh, the docs, you know, just put it in your freezer um, when you get it, and then when it's time to um, use it on the patient, just take it out of your freezer, open it up. You want to irrigate it out. It's stored in a medium um, that can be a little bit uh, uncomfortable and stings at first as long as you wash that off, and you're, then you're kind of fine. Right. Okay. So now that we have it, it's in our office. We're ready to use it. What do you actually use Procara for? Well, um, the Procara is the only FDA uh, therapeutic device to reduce inflammation and promote healing on the ocular surface. So anytime you want to reduce inflammation and, you know, uh, promote healing uh, is a kind of time to use that. And I use it in our patients. I probably have found uh, our number one reason is for patients that have recurrent corneal erosion syndrome. I find it great for these patients. Dry eye patients, I use it a lot for those. Filamentary keratitis, neurotrophic keratitis. And then, of course, I say it's very well suited if you have a, a chemical injury to the cornea. We don't see a lot of those in our practices, but it's great to kind of keep one of those uh, membranes uh, in your office for those type of emergencies. Now, that's very interesting about dry eyes. So, so basically, you treat dry eyes, and in theory, after the course of treatment, the dry eyes vanish, but I assume the dry eyes return. So how frequently would you use this particular treatment? Yeah, I tell that patient that same thing. It's not a, you know, a, a catch-all for dry eye patients. You usually want to get them under control. Typically, the patients with dry eye, when you're getting to this point where you want to use a biologic, they have a significant amount of inflammation. So you want to get that inflammation under control with the amniotic membrane, and then you want to keep it under control with another therapy, uh, whether it be plugs, restasis, autologous serum, something that kind of keeps them under control. And as long as you can keep that down, then typically you really don't need to go back to an amniotic membrane. But if you did, um, you know, you certainly could put one back on the eye. Now, it seems that there's, there's two types of Procare. One is called Slim and one is called Classic. Uh, what's the difference? Yeah, there, there's actually three. There's the, uh, the Classic, the Slim, and then the Procare Plus. The Classic was the first one that kind of came out. Um, it's probably the workhorse one. We can use that for our patients that have uh, moderate um, types of disease, neurotrophic keratitis, microbial keratitis, uh, um, post-defect um, uh, bullous keratopathy. It's a little bit thicker. 
Um, it stays in the eye a little bit, creates like a little some blepharon ring, so I really like it for those conditions. And then after that, they came out with the Procara Slim. And the Procara Slim has a little bit of a larger diameter. It has a um, less thickness to it, and it's very well suited and comfortable for our patients with recurrent corneal erosion syndrome, the dry eye patients, or filamentary keratitis, and then even the Procara Plus, uh, that has two membranes kind of put together. We can use those for our patients that have uh, more intense inflammation like the chemical injury patients. Right. So I know that just about everyone in our audience knows about using a bandage lens. So can you walk us through how this is actually different from using just a regular bandage contact lens? Well, you know, bandage contact lenses certainly have their place. I've been using bandage contact lenses since my residency in 96. And really what I've found is the Procare is just an adjunctive therapy. Uh, bandage contact lenses, steroids, other topical med medications, they're, you know, they're usually our first-line treatment option for mild to moderate indications, but they're passive therapies. They don't really provide any therapeutic effect that allow the body's natural healing process to take place. And that's where the Procare kind of comes in because it's an active therapy that really provides these healing properties to help prevent that progressive tissue damage, reducing inflammation, stimulating stem cell proliferation, and allowing that corneal surface to come back to where we want it to. So compared to a bandage contact lens, um, the Procare is really a temporary biologic bandage. It will treat these indications faster, uh, but more importantly, uh, provide better quality of healing by improving visual acuity. Well, let's talk for a second about scarring. You know, you mentioned one of the interesting, maybe even unique properties of the amniotic um, fluid itself when, when uh, the embryo is developing is that it can prevent scarring as tissues are being remodeled. What do you actually see with Procara? Can it actually help reduce scarring? It can, and that's where it comes into play for patients with corneal ulcers and microbial keratitis. We all know one of the biggest risks for a nice corneal infection or a nasty corneal infection is you'll get that healed up, but they'll end up with this debilitating scar that reduces acuity. So if you can get an amniotic membrane during the early course of treatment in a patient with microbial keratitis, um, studies have actually shown you will reduce the scarring long-term and prevent that visual morbidity that they go through. Hmm, amazing. So now you have the patient in the chair, and you have to apply this lens. How, how do you do it? That's a great question. And that's where people, you know, some of our docs are a little bit concerned, but we can all do it. It's just like a contact lens, um, and we can insert it right there in the office uh, chair side. So, I, you know, what I'll do is I'll have the patient look down. I'll grab the upper lid. Um, so I'm seeing, like, nothing but sclera when I'm kind of looking at him. The iris is kind of looking down. I'll hold the Procara Slim at 6 o'clock, and then I'll insert it on the upper part of the sclera, trying to get it under the upper lid. Once I have it under the upper lid, I'll have the patient look up, and then I'll pull it down um, uh, under the um, uh, lower lid. And then they're set. It's right there where we want it to be. So, so basically then I assume the patient's anesthetized? I like to anesthetize patients. I talk to other doctors who don't. It takes a little bit of time to settle, just like uh, our old uh, gas permeable contact lenses. So I'll anesthetize the patient. I'll put the Procare in. I'll let them um, stay in the office for about 30 minutes. Sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable. And uh, if it is, we can do what's called a tape sorapy, where we just apply um, a little piece of uh, tape to the upper lid, creating a very uh, small fissure to help kind of better centrate the Procare and keep it from moving over the ocular surface. 
So, so then as the anesthetic wears off, I'm thinking about my old PMMM days where I used to sneak the anesthetic in and let him sit around for a while. Uh, yeah. as, as the anesthetic wears off, they'll start getting a lid sensation. Now, does the large diameter eliminate that, that foreign body feeling on the upper lid and lower lid? It, it does, and that's where I really enjoyed the use of that Procaris limb. So it's a 21.6 uh, diameter, so it really gets above uh, the blink phenomenon, so they don't feel that in there as much, and it's uh, not as uncomfortable. If they do, I'll cut a little piece of tape in half, and I'll just um, put that right on the upper lid, so I'm pushing that upper lid down a little bit so it doesn't catch the surface. Right. And I'm curious, what do you tell patients before you actually insert the lens, if, if anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on comfort? or Yeah, on comfort, or just what do you expect when, when this thing goes in? Yeah, you know, I tell them they're going to feel it. You know, you're going to notice this is going to be in your eye. It may be a little bit uncomfortable at first. We're using it as a therapeutic device uh, to kind of help treat your condition. So, so they're on board. They know kind of what's going on, and they've had this uh, condition. Um, and that their vision is going to be a little bit blurry when they're kind of wearing it. The, it really kind of depends on um, where the tissue was harvested, on um, the transparency of the placenta in that area. But generally, between 2040 and 2100, the vision will be reduced to. So I'll tell them, you know, you're going to have reduced acuity, you're going to have a foreign body sensation, uh, and you're going to be using probably some medications over top of it anyhow that we're, we had, on, had you on previously. And uh, they're on board. And our thought isn't to keep it on forever. Uh, just enough to control the inflammation. So I, I've really found our patients to be quite receptive to treating this. You know, you know, I sort of wonder, do you explain to them the nature of the treatment? Because it is so different and so radically modern. I wonder if that actually helps with compliance as well and setting their expectations. It really does. And just like anything else, you know, setting those expectations is paramount. And I probably have a longer discussion on what it is and why we're doing it and how it's going to help you than it does to literally put the, you know, the device in the eye. <laughs> you know, that takes just a couple minutes. It's the discussion and leading up to it. And they're on board. I mean, they, they you know, from a practice uh, building standpoint, it's really kind of shown that, hey, we're pretty cutting edge. We're utilizing these new biologic therapies to treat a disease that's uh, chronic and has been giving me trouble. And most of the patients have been extremely receptive to this. So, and I assume people are coming in, they're not terribly comfortable when they begin. They're in pain when they start, by definition, having corneal problems, uh, which can be painful. So you're offering them something to relieve the pain, I assume. Absolutely. You know, they've, a lot of them, um, you know, we've seen in our office, some of them referred in. Uh, they've been searching for a different remedy to kind of help them out, it, especially your dry eye patients. You know, they go from office to office to office looking for other therapies and remedies to kind of help them out. And um, this is a, a newer adjunct to help treat a condition that's been around for a long time and give you some success where previously you could not have that. Right. And how long do you actually uh, typically leave the, the uh, Procara in someone's eye? You know, it really depends on the amount of inflammation. I, I've left it in as short as, uh, you know, two days up to like 14 days. The, um, it, the membrane itself will dissolve dependent upon the amount of inflammation that the person has. So the global period is 10 days. The typical time I leave it in is between three and seven days. So, so then basically uh, what's left is, is the PMMA ring yes. that's left, and that's what has to be removed, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had that question a lot. It's, um, you know, it's the membrane itself that dissolves over time. So 
that little polycarbonate ring, thermoplastic ring set, that does still have to be removed. So you, you want to have them back in that, you know, time period to, to remove that so it doesn't remain as an irritant to the eye. Got it. Uh, other question, can patients use um, other sorts of topical medications when Procara is, is in their eye? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, I always forget to talk about that. That is the biggest selling point for me for utilizing this therapy because um, if I have an erosion and I'm treating them already with uh, anti-inflammatory and you know other topical medications, I will continue to use that therapy just as I would if the membrane wasn't there. So I will continue on their antibiotics or anti-inflammatories. And then because that membrane is there, it actually will, will keep the medication and help retain that medication in contact time on the corneal surface longer than if it wasn't there. So actually it's a plus in treating them with the patients. So now it's time for war stories. Uh, can you tell us some success stories <laughs> uh, where, where therapies helped, maybe Procura help where others couldn't? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have a couple of uh, great war stories that we can kind of go through. I have a um, a great dry eye patient. She's a Sjogren syndrome patient. Um, trying to remember, she's a 64 year old Caucasian female. She's referred into our office. The poor woman has tried about every therapy under the sun. If I remember, she had tried mucomist, plugs, restasis, serum, all these other things, and she's still rating her dryness uh, on a nine out of a ten scale. So I thought, well, let's try a uh, Procara. Let's rejuvenate that corneal surface, get her under control, and then we'll find something else to keep her under control. And um, we placed a uh, Procara on each eye for about 10 days, and she came back saying this is the best she has ever felt in her life. And I was like, all right, yeah, I kind of, you know, sure she is, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow? But she was so impressed with this. Uh, when we took that little um, ring set, that polycarbonate ring off, she made a, she wears them as a necklace around her uh, neck now. She put those <laughs> that was a fan. <laughs> <laughs> she is definitely a fan. And I've seen her now over the last year. She has no, gotten nowhere near she was uh, with the dryness and has really kept her under control just with that initial uh, Procara. So I think I've learned... A tremendous amount during this half hour. I, I have too, and, and I just, between you and me, Nick, okay, no one else is listening, right? Just me and you. <laughs> Forget the audience out there. You know, you're in private practice. You have, I'm assuming, a general practice. You see just all comers from the population where you practice. How hard was it to actually get set up and using Procara and, and other biologics? Was it, when you did it first, you know, was it sort of taking a, a big leap, or, or did it just sort of work like any other product? You learn how it works, and, and you go forward with it. You know, I was really impressed on how easy it was. And there, there was some hesitation kind of at first because it was new. And when I had started, nobody was doing it. And I was like, well, I don't even know if we can do this. Uh, but why not? So let's give it a try. So, you know, Biotitio was actually a really great company to work with. I called them. I ordered it like I would order any other product. It was in my office in 24 hours. Uh, sitting in my freezer. So I was like, okay, now the next step is actually, you know, find a patient and put it on there. And then I was waiting, you know, and waiting and waiting, you know, to find that right patient. And 
what I've learned over the years is I'm no longer waiting um, to use it in my treatment course. I'm utilizing them earlier and earlier, and now I'm to the point that they're a first-line treatment for me because they're so easy to use. I can put them on just like any other contact. I can take them off really easily, and I've had great success with it. And I know uh, everybody out there listening, uh, even though it's only you, Adam, could, could too. Yeah. <laughs> As someone that has never said no to media publicity, <laughs> have you ever shared this Procura story with the media? Uh, you know, I have. I've been around uh, the country just kind of lecturing uh, state association meetings, uh, our academy meeting. I've had the, um, the great um, honor and opportunity to lecture there. I'm actually doing a workshop uh, next November in our academy meeting. I've also recently had an article in Advanced Ocular Care um, um, titled How to Take the Recurrent Out of Recurrent Corneal Erosion, and um, we kind of highlighted that Procara is one of our main treatment modalities for that. Boy, you know, if I, if I were in your shoes, I'd probably not be knocking down the doors of every rheumatologist in town, letting them know what you've got, um, just because I'm sure they have a patient base who complains about this incessantly. And isn't Absolutely. it nice that there's something new that, that you can actually do for them? And, and if I were you, I would go to the uh, medical editors and... Uh, Actually, to tell them the Procura story and see if it would come up in the newspapers or would want to do a talk show with you. Oh, there's great ideas, yeah. Oh, boy. Publicity hound, as always, over here. <laughs> never let, a, <laughs> never let an opportunity go by. You know? oh, yeah, these are great <laughs> ideas. Just give them a try. And well, anyway, do you have any final thoughts? Um, you know, the, when I kind of finish the lecture on this, I, my final thought is always, you know, um, if you're looking for a way to control inflammation and promote healing, um, the ProCare is the way to go and utilize them as a first-line treatment agent. Uh, that's, uh, that's been my recommendation, and I, I'd continue with that thought process. Excellent. Well, Nick, thanks so much for being here today, and uh, we look forward to continuing this conversation online. And for all the, the ODWire folks who are listening to this, you can scroll down your screen just a few lines. You'll see that there's a place where you can make comments and ask questions. And, and I hope, uh, Nick, you come on board and, and we can keep the conversation going. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. It's really a pleasure to have uh, the opportunity to talk here today. I appreciate it. Great. Thank you, Nick. Thanks so much.